It's a psalm of praise. It's a psalm of celebration that God is going to be with you when you are against your enemies. Okay, he says here, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Who are we talking about? We're talking about the Lord. The word in the Hebrew is the word Jehovah. It is the word Jehovah, which is the national name of God in Israel. Then the Lord, Jehovah, is my light and my salvation. He is the one who's going to look after me. Who is Jehovah? He is the Lord of heaven and earth. He, his name means the self-existent or eternal one. Isn't that amazing? That he's the self-existent or eternal God. Nobody gave birth to him. He's always been there. He's all-powerful. He's all-knowing. He is an amazing God. He is exalted high above the heavens. And this is the God who we are trusting. Amen. This is the God that we are putting our confidence in. This is the God who sent His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, into the world to save us and to redeem us from our sins and to set us free so that we could praise Him, so that we could worship Him, and we could have fellowship and come into relationship with Jehovah God, the Maker of heaven and earth. And so David is speaking about a personal experience with God. He was a lover of God. Amen? He was a lover of God. The Bible says, here is a man, talking of David, here is a man, God says, who is after my own heart. He wanted the heart of God. He wanted to be right in the heart of God, hearing from God, knowing God, fellowshipping with God, loving God with all his heart, all his mind, all his soul, all his strength, worshipping the Lord. David was a musician. And so he played the harp and he worshipped the Lord. He played with anointed songs. That is, songs that were anointed by the Holy Spirit. And whenever Saul, the king, was afflicted by an evil spirit, is the Bible says David would come and play the beautiful songs of God and play the anointed songs and the oppressing spirit would have to flee away. Isn't that amazing how powerful music is, how music can cause the enemy to flee? Amen. There's great power in our singing. There's great power in our worship. There's great power even in our playing. Praise God, he's given us music, which is a vehicle to help us to get into his presence. It's a vehicle into the spiritual world. It's a vehicle that opens up a living way for us. It's a vehicle of praise that opens up the presence of God to us. As somebody once said, praise will get God's attention every time. When you start lifting up His name, when you start worshipping Him, when you start praising Him, suddenly God's ears prick up and He's beginning to listen to your song. So never despise the power of praise. 
Never despise the power of worship. God inhabits the praises of his people. David said, I will bless the Lord at all times. I will sing his praises even in the midst of my enemies. I will sing his praises. Praise is a vehicle, is a weapon against the enemy. Never stop praising the Lord. Never stop worshiping him. Never stop thanking him. Can you just stop for a moment this morning and think about all the things that you can thank God for? Can you just stop for a moment this morning and think about all the good things that are in your life that you just need to praise God for? Your family, your friends, your food, your home, your car, your feet, everything that you have came from Him. Every good and perfect gift came from God. In fact, David says in another psalm, if I were to recount all of the things that the Lord had done for me, they would be far too many. Can you remember some of the things that the Lord has done for you and praise Him for them? For your health, for your strength, for your healing, for your testimony of how you were once in sin and once in darkness, now you're in the light. Now you've been forgiven. All your sins have been forgiven. All your sins have been washed away. As Psalm 103 says, Praise the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and all, everything that's in me. Bless and exalt and magnify His holy name. For He is worthy of praise. He is worthy of honor. He is worthy of glory. He is exalted in the highest heavens. What an awesome God we serve. What a wonderful Savior. What a powerful God. And this is the God that David was serving. This is the God who uh, David knew on a personal level. That's why he's able to say, The Lord, Je Jehovah, is my light and my salvation. He says, Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of the Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid when the wicked advance against me to devour my flesh? It is my enemies and my foes that will stumble and fall. David faced many enemies. David was a warrior. He was a general in the army. Yes, he used to be a little shepherd boy. And yes, he took out Goliath the giant. But now he's in the army of Israel and he's the, the commander of that army. He's the general of that army. But just because he's a general and a commander doesn't mean that he's left God out. He invites God into the army. He invites God into his fights. That's why he's able to say that the Lord is the stronghold of my life. Whom am I going to be afraid of? When the wicked advanced against me to devour me, it is my enemies and my foes that will stumble and fall. When you invite God into your battles, you are going to win, friend. When you invite the Lord into your situation, God is going to give you victory. The Bible says, thanks be to God through our Lord Jesus Christ, who always causes us to triumph in victory. Friends, David was fighting many battles against the Philistines. He was fighting many battles against many different enemies that were coming against Israel trying to crush Israel is no different today. They're trying to crush this little nation. But friends, God is in the nation of Israel. God is exalted in Israel. 
God is the God of Israel. Let us not despise the, the, the Israelite people. Let's not despise the Jewish people. Let us, not, let us not despise all that God has brought out of his people, the Jewish people, the Hebrew people. Praise God that the Messiah came out of Israel. Amen. That Jesus Christ, Christ the Savior of the world, came out of Israel. Let's not forget that. And the Bible says, I will bless those who bless you. And we are to bless Israel. And we are to pray for Israel. And we're to pray for Jerusalem and the peace of Jerusalem. And pray for the people of God. And pray that their eyes will be opened to the Messiah. But praise God, we can give thanks to the Lord for Israel. And thanks to the Lord that He is still the God of Israel. He's still the God of salvation. And He is still the God who fights our battles for us. Can you say Amen. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. We are on the side of, side of victory. We are not fighting physical battles anymore, friends. We, as Christians, are in a spiritual fight. We are in a warfare. David was in a fight against physical enemies. They had to go against many armies. They had to go against many enemies. But, friends, today, there is a fight in the heavenlies. There is a fight going on. The Apostle Paul says... In Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 12, he says, For our fight is not against flesh and blood. We're not fighting people, but our fight is against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Our fight is against spiritual wickedness. And whether you believe it or not, whether you want to accept it or not, you have been enrolled in the army of God. That's right. You have been enrolled in the army of God to fight for the Lord Jesus Christ. And Paul said it like this. He said, I'm here to fight the good fight of faith. He says, I have fought the good fight of faith. I have kept the faith. So we are to fight and contend for the gospel. That means that we are not to sit back on our laurels. That means we are not just to be passive, but we are to be active in our faith and go forward in our faith and go forward in Jesus Christ. Just like we want to, you know, accelerate forward. If you want to, if you want to move your vehicle, you have to turn on the ignition. You have to put on the accelerator, and you have to move that vehicle forward. God wants you to move forward in faith, move forward in the fight, be victorious in the fight. If God is for us, who can be against us? Hallelujah! If God. Yahweh, Jehovah, if the Lord is for us, who can be against us? As somebody once said, one man with God is a majority. One woman with God is a majority. If you've got God fighting your battles, you know that you're going to win, that you're going to come through victoriously, that God is going to fight your battles for you. It doesn't mean that you sit back and say over to you, God, because he wants you to be involved in the fight. He wants you to use the sword of the Spirit. He wants you to use the shield of faith. He wants us to use all of the weapons that He has given us. And the Bible says the weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. We're not fighting with atomic bombs. We're not fighting with, with um, all kinds of, of weaponry that they use today. We are fighting with spiritual weapons. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're not, they're not human weapons. They are mighty through God for pulling down strongholds. They are, they are mighty to pull down strongholds in our lives. 
those strongholds of fear. That's why David says, you know, if the Lord is my light and my salvation, whom shall I fear? Who do I need to be afraid of? As God said to Jeremiah, do not be afraid of their faces. God wants us to be a fearless people. He wants us to be a victorious people. He wants us to be more than conquerors. He wants us to rise up in faith, to be strong in the Lord Jesus Christ and to be victorious and to take land for Jesus Christ, take people for Jesus Christ, win the, 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 this world for Jesus Christ and preach the gospel, preach the good news and do the works of God, do the works of Jesus, show the kindness of God, show the love of God in our situation, in our world, in our communities, pour out the love of God so they will see the love of God in our lives and win people for Jesus Christ. So David is saying, when wicked people come against me, when wicked spirits come against you to devour your flesh, you are not to be afraid, you are not to be discouraged, you are to fight through the battles. All of us are facing battles right now. All of us are facing one battle of one kind or another. Maybe you're going through a fearful situation. Maybe you're going through a discouraging situation. Maybe you're going through a battle right now and you don't understand it. And with that comes confusion. And with that comes all manner of negative things and darkness and discouragement. But friends, we have to fight through. We have to push through. We have to keep on keeping on in the faith and push through and use the name of Jesus and use the sword of the Spirit and use the weapons that God has given us. What does he say? Whenever the, the, the spirit of heaviness comes on us, we put on the garment of praise. We begin to praise the Lord. We begin to thank God in our situation. We begin to praise God even though it's the last thing you feel like doing when you're discouraged, when you're beaten down. It's the last thing you feel like doing. But David said, I will bless the Lord at all times. David was a praiser and that's why he was a victor. Amen. David was a praiser. And that's why he was a victor. Praise will give you the victory every time. Don't let the devil silence you. Don't let him close your mouth. Don't let him say, you know, you've no right to praise God. You don't feel like praising God. You praise God anyway, and he will give you the victory. I will put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. And the spirit of heaviness will leave you just like the spirit of heaviness and affliction left King Saul when David played that music and he sang the songs of Zion and he worshipped the Lord. Friends, worship brings the presence of God into your life. Amen. Praise God for worship. Praise God that you can get down on your knees every day and you can say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. You have saved me. You've washed me in the blood of Jesus. You've taken all my sins away. You've given me victory. You've given me a shout of praise. You've given me a shout of victory. Lord, I just want to thank you that you're alive, that you're real, that you're all-powerful, all-knowing, all-victorious. And Lord, I'm in your army. Praise God, the captain of the host is Jesus. And we're following in his footsteps. He's the captain of the host. Jesus is the victorious one. He overcame sin and death and hell. And he overcame the powers of darkness. Hallelujah. He overcame. 
every force of evil. He overcame every principality and power. There's no one or nothing as great as our God. Jesus is the victor over sin and death and hell. He died, was buried, and rose again under the power of the Holy Spirit. This is the Jesus we're following. We're not following some soppy little meek Jesus. We're following some victorious, mighty champion who is ready to leave heaven when the Father gives the command and come back for his army and come back for the church. And so, friends, you've got to be ready. And you've got to be ready for the coming of the Lord. When he splits the eastern sky, you've got to be ready to go with the Lord. You've got to prepare right now for the coming of the Lord. Because Jesus is coming soon. Hallelujah. And you prepare your heart, friend. You get ready. How do you prepare your heart? Well, the Bible tells us here how we prepare our hearts. The Bible tells us here in these next few verses how we prepare our hearts. Friends, we prepare our hearts on our knees. And some of the church is just, is just dead right now. Some of the church is just half dead. It's just, it's just on its feet, half dead, because it's not living on its knees. And David knew what it was to fight many battles. Even Saul began to pursue him in the wilderness. Even Saul was relentless in trying to kill David. But by the grace of God, he evaded being killed every time. David was a warrior, he was a mighty man, but he faced so many battles, even within his own family. Internally, he faced a lot of battles, but God brought him through victorious. And he shows us here in this passage, in Psalm 27 and verse 4, this is what he says. It says, one thing I ask from the Lord, this is what I seek. This is what I am pursuing. This is what I'm going after. That I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. To gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to seek Him in His temple. For in the day of trouble, friends, a day of trouble is going to come in your life. For in the day of trouble, He will keep me safe in His dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of His sacred tent and set me high upon the rock. Then my head will be exalted above the enemies who surround me at his sacred tent. I will sacrifice with shouts of joy. I will sing and make music to the Lord. Jesus came to give us victory, friends. He came to bring, bring joy to the weary-hearted. He came to bring blessing into our lives. He has come to bring victory in your life. He says, this is the one thing that I'm pursuing. This is the one thing that I am going after as a believer in the Lord, as the believer in Jehovah. I want to seek Him. He says that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to seek Him in His temple. For in the day of trouble, He will keep me safe. He will hide me in the shelter of His sacred tent and set me high upon a rock. Friends, it's time to seek the Lord. It's time to call upon the name of the Lord. This is the word that God gave me when I was at Bible college. Those who live in prayer live in the victory of their God. Amen. You write that down this morning. Those who live in prayer live in the victory of their God. God wants you to have the victory. He wants you to be free. He wants you to be happy. He wants you to be blessed. He wants you to have a victorious life. But you have to spend that time on your knees. 
You have to spend that time like David did in the presence of God. He said, this is the one thing. This is the very one thing that I'm seeking. This is the one thing that I pursue. I'm not chasing money. I'm not chasing women. I'm not chasing men. I'm not chasing my career. I'm not chasing this. I'm not chasing that. He said, this is the one thing that I seek. This is David, the mighty man of God. This is David, the general in the army. This is David, the worshiper. He said, there is one thing that I am seeking in my life. This one thing that I may be in the presence of the Lord all the days of my life. Amen. What does the psalmist say in another psalm? He says, one day in your presence is better than a thousand elsewhere. That's about three and a half years. One day in the presence of God is better than three and a half years anywhere else. One day in your presence is better than a thousand elsewhere. When you see God in his presence, you get astounded. You get touched. You get filled. When you meet God, you will never be the same again. You will be changed. And friends, God doesn't want us to just stay one day. He says... David says, this one thing I'm seeking, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. Every day of my life, God invites us into his presence. He invites you to come. He says, come all you who are weary. Come all you people who are burdened. Come to me and I will give you rest. For I am gentle and meek of soul and meek of spirit. And I will give you rest. Are you weary this morning? Are you burnt out? Are you burnt out with just ministry? Are you burnt out with life? Jesus says in Matthew 11 verse 28, He says, come to me all you who are weary, all you people who are burdened, who are weighed down with all the heaviness and responsibility of life. He says, come unto me and I will give you rest. What a wonderful promise Jesus has given us. He wants to give us rest, but we have got to come. In fact, that word come is with an exclamation mark. He says, come into my presence. Come, all you who are weary. Come, all you who are burdened. And I will give you rest for your soul. You've got to come. If you don't come, you're not going to get the blessing. I often say, you know, if somebody's prepared you a beautiful meal, they spent hours preparing the meal, and there, the, there it is on the table, and all on the table is looking beautiful, and the food is hot and ready, and you get the call, come, the food is ready. If you don't come, you're not going to get the food. You're not going to enjoy the food. You're not going to relish the food and eat it and enjoy it. Jesus invites us to come to his table and to come and feast on the abundance of his house. He comes us to feast in his presence, to enjoy his presence. He says in Psalm 16, in my presence is fullness of joy. Come into my presence today, right now where you are. Come into my presence and I will give you rest and I will give you peace and I will fill you with so much love 
You will be satisfied with my love. And you will just be satisfied with the presence of God. And you will be amazed that all your life you've been looking for something. You didn't realize it was the presence of God. You didn't realize it was Jesus all this time. As people pursue this and that and the other. They run after this and that and the other. They don't realize that it's only Jesus can satisfy you. That's why he says, come and feast in my presence, come, I will fill you with joy unspeakable and full of glory. I'll fill you with my presence, with my anointing. I'll even give you my Holy Spirit and you will be renewed and strengthened and empowered because you're waiting on me and I'm going to fill you with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. You're going to be filled with the Holy Spirit and you're going to be filled with the fire of God. You're going to be filled with his praises. You're going to be filled with victory. And yes, you're going to fight battles, but you're going to come through victorious because there is a fire on the inside. There's the Holy Spirit on the inside. And greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. We are more than conquerors through him who loved us and who shed his precious blood for us. He is more than a victor. And you will become more than a conqueror and more than a victor through him who loved you and shed his blood for you. Can I hear a hallelujah and praise the Lord for this victory is ours in Jesus Christ. God says, I don't want you to go alone. God says, I don't want you to be on your own. God says, I want you to be with me. I want you to be in my presence. I want to fill you up with so much joy, with so much love, with so much power. People will be astounded at your life that you used to be miserable and sad. And now you're full of glory and you're full of power. You used, used to be so down. Now you're so up because Jesus is filling you with joy. Because the joy of the Lord is our strength. Hallelujah. Come unto me, Jesus says. It's an invitation. Come into my presence. You will find everything that you need. Leave behind every sorrow. Leave behind every sadness. Leave behind every weight, everything that weighs you down. He says, just leave it outside the room and come and seek me. As David says here, I, I, my desire is to seek him in his temple and to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord. Come into the presence of the Lord Jesus. He's got so much for you. He's got so much love, so much power, so much of his presence to give us. He says, come into my presence. I will fill you up. I will refresh you. I will encourage you. You've got to take the time. You know, if you want to enjoy that meal, somebody's prepared for you. They spent hours preparing it. And now they say, come. And people don't come. And there is the feast in front of them. If you want to enjoy the meal and to sit down and to taste the food and to enjoy the food, you have to come and sit down and enjoy the food and feast and eat and consume the delights that are in front of you, maybe two courses or three courses or four courses, a beautiful feast. That's what God has prepared for you. Come and feast on the abundance of his house because in his presence is a fullness of joy. Everything that you need in life 
comes from Jesus Christ. If you need wisdom, Jesus is offering wisdom. If you need knowledge, he's offering you knowledge. If you need power, he's offering you power. He's offering you everything that you need. Everything that you need comes from Jesus. Every good and perfect gift comes down from the heavenly Father of lights. We just got to access it. How do we access it? You access it on your knees. You access it through prayer. You access it by praising Him. You access it in the place of worship. And rather than just worshiping on the Sunday, why don't you worship on a Monday? Worship on a Tuesday, like David said. This every day, I want to be in the presence of the Lord. He says, this one thing, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, even when I'm in the midst of the battle, even when I'm in the place of sorrow, I'm still going to come and bow down in your temple. I'm still going to bow my knee and say, Yahweh is God. You are the Lord. As Job said, even though he slays me, I'm still going to praise him. Amen. Even though he cut me down, I'm still going to praise him. Even though he cut me into a thousand pieces, they're all going to praise him because I've set my heart to praise him. I've set my heart to worship him. How great is our God. That's what we've been singing this morning. How great is the Lord, high and lifted up. He is greatly to be praised. He is highly exalted. He is the God above all gods. He is the God who inhabits the highest heavens. He is the one we're worshiping. And friend, He loves you so much. He loves us so much. He sent His only Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, to be crucified so that we could come into his presence every day. We could have our sins washed away. We could be forgiven and we could come, as the Bible says, with confidence. We could come with boldness into his presence and praise him and worship him and yes, be right there by the throne. He says, come to the throne with the throne of mercy. Come with boldness. Come to the throne of God. You know the throne of God is the center of the universe. This is where it all happens, friends. This is where God is. This is where God is seated on a throne in the universe. And he says, you come to this very place. You come to worship me. You come to enjoy my presence. You come into my very throne room. How could you come into the throne room as, as a human being with a superior almighty God? How could you, as a mere mortal, come into the presence of God who is resplendent with light, who is full of power, who is full of glory? How could you come into his presence if it wasn't for the shed blood of Jesus Christ. The blood that was shed on the altar of God that says you may come into my presence with boldness. This blood is going to wash all your sins away. It's going to cleanse your conscience. It's going to give you a new life. It's going to give you a new life in Christ. And you are going to be able to come into the presence of God every day of your life with confidence and with boldness and say, you are my father, you are my God and I will exalt you. I will praise you. I will worship you for there is great joy in the presence of the Lord. There's great power in the presence of the Lord. There's great glory in the presence of the Lord. And friends, we're going to live in the presence of the Lord for all eternity. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. What a privileged people we are to live in the presence of Jesus Christ. Yes, we go through this earth. Yes, we face trials. Yes, we face difficulties. But He is for you. He is not against you. Our God is on our side. He is fighting for us. He said, keep the faith. He says, keep going. Keep believing. You will get through this. He is behind us and giving us the shout of victory. Hallelujah. What a wonderful Savior. Hallelujah. What a great God we serve. Jesus Christ, the righteous one, who paid the price on the cross for all your sins, who paid the price that you might experience freedom and joy and peace and life everlasting. What an awesome God we serve, friends. Get excited about Jesus because he's excited about you. The Bible says he sings over you. He is dancing over you. He's excited about you. And we need to get excited about him and get our feelings pushed off and get our negativity pushed off and see the lamb seated on the throne who is there for all eternity, friends. Jesus Christ is going to be there for all eternity. And you're going to be worshiping him and enjoying your friends and family for all eternity. Eternity. Oh, friends, we have got a great salvation. What a great salvation we have. We are not alone. God is for us. God is in us. What does he say in Ephesians 2 and verse 6? And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms. In, in Christ Jesus, you're seated with him. You're seated with Christ you're ruling and reigning from the heavenly realms. Don't you know who you are in Jesus Christ? Don't you know what God has done for you? Yes, you, you have been raised up with Christ and seated with Him. You are an heir with the Father. You're a co-heir with the Son. You are a victorious one. God is for you, friend. You are victorious. God is seating you with Christ and giving you victory. Hallelujah. Oh, praise the Lord for his victory in our lives. How magnificent this victory was that Jesus won on the cross. How magnificent that he conquered sin and death and hell and Satan and all evil was conquered that day. He took back the keys of death and hell. He took back everything that was stolen from Adam and he became the second Adam and he was the firstborn from the dead. Praise God. Jesus Christ is victorious. Invite him into your life to give you this victory. Invite him into your life to forgive your sins. Invite him into your life to give you a new start to give you that joy to know the Father like David did. One thing I ask of the Lord, this is what I'm seeking, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. What does he mean by the house of the Lord? He means be in the presence of God. You can come every day into his presence and worship him and serve him and love him and be refueled and be empowered to live a supernatural 
and victorious life. God doesn't want us to be mediocre. God doesn't want us to be average. He wants us to supersede those things. He wants us to overcome every sin. He wants us to overcome every temptation. He wants us to overcome every negative thing. He knows what you face. The Bible says Jesus faced all the temptations that you're facing. He's gone through every battle that every person has gone through. Yet he did not sin. Praise God. We can overcome, friends. If you're battling with something, ask Jesus in. Say, come Lord Jesus and help me to get the victory. You know, I think this morning of Jesus visiting a house. And he had some friends, Lazarus and Martha and Mary. And he went to their house and, and he uh, went to have some food with them. And, and Martha was busy in the kitchen preparing all the food. And, and she was getting flustered in the kitchen and... And, uh, and Mary was there sitting at the feet of Jesus, just, just enjoying the presence of Jesus. And Martha came out and said, Jesus, don't you care, you know, that my sister's just sitting out here doing nothing. And I'm stressing in the kitchen. And Jesus said, Mary has chosen the right thing. It's not going to be taken away from her. Do you know what, friends, when you sit at the feet of Jesus, you won't go wrong. When every day you sit at the foot of the cross and you say, Father, thank you for what you've done. Every day when you sit at the feet of Jesus, learning from him, yes, learning from him and receiving from him, he will empower you to live that victorious life. Our God is greater. Our God is stronger. Our God is more awesome than we could imagine. He is exalted above the highest heavens. And we need to sit at his feet. Friends, this is no just mere human being. This is the God of gods, the, the, the God of eternity. This is the self-existent one. We can sit at his feet. Listen to this as we, as we close this morning. He says here in Colossians, this beautiful passage I read this week. And I was just sharing it with somebody else. But listen to what he says here in Colossians in chapter 2, this beautiful passage. Colossians 2, this is what he says. Verse 1, I want you to know how hard I am contending for you and for those at Laodicea and for all who have not met me personally. My goal is that they may be encouraged in heart and united in love so that they may have the full riches of complete understanding in order that they may know the mystery of God, namely Christ in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Praise God. He says, I, I, want to, I want you to know the mystery of God. I want you to know this incredible mystery. What is the mystery of God? It's Jesus Christ. He is the mystery of God. And the Bible says, in him are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And friends, everything you need in life comes from Jesus Christ. He is the source of all life. He is the source of all abundance. He created all the thousands of trees, all the thousands of different species of trees, all the beautiful animals, all the stars, all the incredible hundreds and thousands of insects and species on our planet. planet. Jesus made them. He created the heavens and the earth. He made them. He, he, he breathed out the starry host by the breath of his mouth.
That's how he created the stars. He has made all these beautiful things, friend. He is the great creator. He, at the Father's side, created all this beautiful world with animals and trees and sunshine and fresh air. Look at the beauty all around us. He made it for his glory, but he also made you and he made me in his image and in his likeness. Praise God, he has got an awesome plan, not even just now, but for all eternity. You're going to know him through all eternity of eternities, for millions and billions and trillions of years. Who would ever want to spend a lost eternity in hell when you can go to heaven to be with God in his heaven for all eternity? Anybody who's wise is going to make the right choice. Jesus said, follow me. He said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No man, no person, no Buddhist, no religious person, no black or white, no child or elderly person, no, anybody will come to the Father except through Jesus. That's right, every Buddhist needs to bow their knee to Jesus. Every person who says they believe in, in whatever they believe in, they have to bow the name to Jesus. There is no other name under heaven. Acts 4 verse 13. No other name under heaven by which you can be saved. It's only Jesus. Nobody else is going to save you. Nobody else was crucified for you. Nobody else shed his blood for you. So you could be saved. You could be seated with the Father in the heavenly realms far above all rule and authority, power and dominion. That's why Jesus said to the disciples, you go and cast out the devils you go and heal the sick. You go and do amazing things because I am giving you the power to do that because you're seated with Jesus Christ, friend. You don't even know the power that's in you. We don't even know what God has invested in us, but the Bible says it's Christ in you, the hope of glory. It's God in you. He is the immortal one living in you. The Bible says, Jesus said, he who follows me will never die. Isn't that incredible? If you follow Jesus, you'll never die. Yes, physically you might, but spiritually you'll live on, and one day your body will be resurrected. He who lives in me will never die. Are these the words of God or not? You will never die if you follow Jesus Christ, only you have to follow him. You have to serve him. He's the God of gods. He's the Lord of lords. He's got an awesome plan for your life. Get into the kingdom of God. Get into the will of God. Get on your knees and surrender to him today. Say, Lord, I give you my life. I surrender to you. I am yours for all eternity. You will never regret it, friend. That will be the wisest decision you ever made in your life. You will bow your knee to Christ and say, thank you, Father, for saving me. Thank you, Father, for sending your Son's blood to wash all my sins away. No sin is too great for you, for our God, friend. No sin is too great. He will wipe every sin, every, every murder, every adulterer, everybody who's stolen or done anything ever wrong. He will forgive you. Our God is on the throne, and He will forgive you, and He will cleanse you. Today, the Bible says, is the day of salvation. Today is the day when you can come to the Lord Jesus and say, I want this, Jesus. I want you, and I want your kingdom and everything you're offering. I thank God the day when I bowed my knee and said, Lord, I surrender. 
I give my life to you. The Bible says we all like sheep have gone astray, each to his own way. But the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. So friend, today is the day to come. And we're going to come right now to the table of communion. If you are a Christian, if you know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, please join us. If you don't, please you can watch. But this is a holy moment for the church. This is a moment where we are celebrating the death of the Lord Jesus, what Jesus did on the cross. He went to the cross to pay for our sins. He became the sin bearer. He went to the cross to take the sin of the world. That's right, your sin and my sin and the sins of the world was put on him. That's why there was darkness in the land for three hours when I believe the father had to turn his eyes away from his own son. And there he was hanging between heaven and earth for you, my friend. So we're going to celebrate what Jesus did. Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me.